0: It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Think and Let Think. Our scripture reference today is Acts chapter 21, verses 17 through 26. As always, may the Lord add His blessing to the reading and hearing of His Holy Word. When we arrived in Jerusalem, the brothers welcomed us warmly. The next day Paul went with us to visit James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he related one by one the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard it, they praised God. and Then they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands of believers there are among the Jews, and they are all zealous for the law. They have been told about you that you teach all the Jews living among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, and that you tell them not to circumcise their children or observe the customs. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come, So, do what we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow. Join these men. Go through the rite of purification with them and pay for the shaving of their heads. Thus, all will know that there is nothing in what they have been told about you, but that you yourself observe and guard the law. But as for the Gentiles who have become believers, we have sent a letter with our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what is strangled, and from fornication. Then Paul took them in, and the next day, having purified himself, he entered the temple with them, making public the completion of the days of purification when the sacrifice would be made for each of them. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I am a United Methodist Christian. Many of you who read and listen to another note are as well. If you are not, I hope you don't find the first part of today's devotional unimportant. If you'll keep reading, you'll see how comparable our distinction is to yours. The original intent of dubbing someone a Methodist was to sneer at them. As a result, people had various ideas about who and what Methodists were. John Wesley was the founder of Methodism, one of the first to assume the Methodist identity. He wished the name would fade from memory. It wasn't going anywhere, so he thought it was important to share what characterized his goal. He wasn't trying to start a new church or even a new movement. His only desire was to know Christ. Listen to these words from Philippians three ten through 11 I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. That was the aim of those first Methodists. If you're not a Methodist, you might be thinking, that's all I want to do too. See, it's our love of Jesus that unites us. Not our political affiliations, not even our denominational ties. John Wesley wrote a pamphlet titled, The Character of a Methodist. The pamphlet outlined what distinguished Methodists from others. Philippians 3.12 formed the basis of what Wesley wrote, and that's the verse after the one we shared a moment ago. And The first part of that verse says, Not that I have already attained all this. You see, for Wesley, life was about an ongoing pursuit of God. We seek to be in communion with God, to be at one with God. And that might sound like churchy talk, but it's the ruling intention of our lives. I recommend you read The Character of a Methodist whether you're a Methodist or not. It offers a basic understanding of holiness theology. It's striking to me how Wesley begins his tract. How would you begin talking about who you are, what you're trying to accomplish in your walk with God? He says, the distinguishing marks of a Methodist are not his opinions of any sort. He'll go on to write that line many of us are familiar with, that Methodists think and let think. There's a lot more to say about what that means. For now, let's keep it simple. Methodists are not so bent on our opinions that we lose sight of the unity God desires for the church. That's the distinguishing factor Wesley used to describe Methodists first. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't disagreements within the body. It means we do our very best to make sure what we disagree about is actually worth having the disagreement. Not worth it to our sense of pride or opinion, worth it to the holiness to which God calls us. We think and let think because it is a doorway to grace. Why argue about opinions when we can live together in unity? We think and let think because who says we know it all? We think and we let think because we all belong to God. Stay blessed.